Welcome everyone to the next episode of TC Spotlight. Today we are joined by Crystal Wims Anderson. Uh, Crystal ran for city council in Ward 3. We're going to get into that. Um, she's also starting a nonprofit, so we're going to get into all of that. Uh, but the question we always ask our guest, how did you end up in the Twin Counties? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me um, again. Um, I'm Crystal Wims Anderson, and I am originally from Fort Pierce, Florida, um, by way of Jacksonville. I ended up laying in Rocky Mount um, on a travel assignment. Um, funny story, me and my family were getting ready to head over to El Paso, Texas, and I knew then, like, I would definitely have to learn a whole new, another language, and so I told my husband, well, before we head all the way over west, let me just explore the rest of, you know, the east side of the United States. Um, and so I w decided to become a travel nurse, and all of the spots in Florida got taken up, so I was forced to leave Florida. And so as I was looking over all the cities and all the states that were available, um, Rocky Mount ended up um, on the list because there was one, um, I had one family member that was in Wilson, and so I told myself if I ever needed anyone or backup support, then um, Rocky Mount was closest to Wilson if I needed, ever needed some help. So I came here um, in t November 2020 on a travel assignment at Nash General Hospital in dialysis. Um, and as I was working at Nash um, General, um, I realized that a lot of the patients that were coming in on dialysis, they were young, um, even the older ones that were there. Um, I started asking questions, um, you know, inquiring about, you know, their health and as far as medications that I would be giving them. And it just stunned me that a lot of the patients did not understand um, what was going on. They didn't understand um, what medications I was giving them. And so they had no clue about their treatment. And it was very strange from where I came from that most patients were involved, they were engaged, um, but the patients here did not know. And so it made me start questioning, you know, what's going on in the community? Why doesn't, you know, the residents understand, you know, how they end up on treatment, um, what's going on with the therapy. So I started doing my research. Um, I was in nurse practitioner school, still am. And so I did a paper on um, just pretty much trying to identify rural factors and what were the factors in the environment that uh, created uh, such a huge, um, such a huge population of patients in this area to be on dialysis. And so what I started to figure out that a lot of it would had to do with communication, had to do with the word choices that we use as providers. And given that this area was so heavily based on faith and there were so many other factors that was involved, it was like, I have to figure out. Um, and so I pretty much um, started being nosy, got into the community, start um, uh, engaging myself, um, start being active, um, and actually decided to buy property. And so from buying that piece of property, um, we decided to stay because it was cheaper. And that actually helped me be able to learn even more about the neighborhood in which I lived in, um, the educational level. So it was so many factors that was involved into the health of the patients that I was seeing in Nash General. And so um, that pretty much um, brought me here. And that's why I stayed to pretty much to give back because I've always been taught you never leave a place in the condition that you found it in, you always leave it better. So I decided, hey, listen, let's try to make a change while we're here, you know. And are you still technically a travel nurse? No, I stopped traveling. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you bought the property. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped I stopped traveling. <laughs> um, so you, you just have a lot of energy is what I'm hearing. Uh, 
yes. Probably <laughs> too. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm trying to share it. I'm trying to share it. Too, yeah, yeah. That's a community. No, no that, that's, that's really interesting. I actually want to, uh, we'll get back into um, cool. some of your work a, as a nurse. I have some questions about that. Um, but you you live on the Edgecombe side of Rocky yes. Mount. Yes. Okay. So you're actually our first guest from the Edgecombe oh, side. So there yeah. you go. Uh, covering <laughs> both sides. Um, you decided to run for city council in Ward 3. Why? Yes, that was... That's, uh, what, that's what crazy people ooh, do. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big eye-opener. Um, I didn't win, but I'm very appreciative of the experience. But what made me run for it is um, the first thing I did, crazy, I had to be crazy, I was watching you know, the news, let me find out about Rocky Mountain Edgecombe, and the first thing I saw was a city council meeting. And I'm like, hey, let me go down to the city council meeting. Let me get involved and get engaged. And, and how long had you been here when you went to that council meeting? Maybe four months. Four months, okay, <laughs> okay. Maybe about four months. And so I just started, you know, seeing what was going on at the council meetings. And then as I was getting involved, um, I was actually assisting at um, Kanita Farm um, with our council member, Reverend Jorner. He was councilman. Well, he is still the council person for that area. And I just started um, realizing that uh, a lot of the things that were going on in the neighborhood um, that weren't being addressed, um, in my opinion. Um, and what I saw is that because I was living in the neighborhood and I was in the middle of everything, that the issues that needed to be addressed were not seen as major issues. Um, and it really, I was touched by the citizens. And the things that we were looking at um, within the ward, I didn't feel as though that they were being addressed um, as I uh, volunteered or as I substituted for the school system, seeing the, um, the level of need that was there in the school system, education, um, because I had kids, there was no activities in the neighborhood that I lived in, even a um, bunch of the older um, individuals that lived there, no one pretty much came out, and so, I'm big on community, and I saw that there was a lack of pride within the community, and I felt as though I had something that I could bring to the table um, in realizing that a lot of our councils were already older, but yet the issues that they were talking about did not resonate with what I saw or what I thought the need was for the community. Um, and so, therefore, I was like, hey, yeah, let me go ahead and put my name in the hat. Um, even though I didn't want to, um, I was asked several times to step down, um, and I've tried to bring everybody together to try to say, hey, listen, I don't want to run, but let me help you, you know, fix what's going on. Let me kind of give you some insight. Um, but that went nowhere, so I was like, hey, okay, well, I guess I got to do it myself. Um, so so I want I want I want to ask about the issues kind of that you ran on, uh, but I want to ask yes. the most pressing question: How do you run for city council? What what are the what are the literal steps you had to take to become um, a candidate? I just went down to the election office and said I wanted to run. Want to run? <laughs> I want to run. Did you um, have to fill out a form or paid anything? Paid a fee. Uh, had to register to vote. So I actually registered to vote and registered to run at the oh, same wow. time. Oh wow, that's that's, that's got to be a first. Wow. <laughs> and it was crazy because when I went there, did you still have Florida license plates at the time? Yeah. You don't 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 listen, cops. Yeah, if you're don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. I I went down there, I registered, and um, I asked, you know, to fill out the form, and they were, it was kind of new to them, too. It was like, well, 
how do we register someone to vote and register them to become a candidate at the same time? So it kind of threw their whole system yeah, for Rock their world. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was weird. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, it's, it's quite simple. You just put it in. Right. But anyways, I, I think I've made a couple of disruptions. <laughs> and can you, can you tell us uh, Ward 3, what does that cover? What area? So Ward 3 is way bigger than what I thought it was um but ward three it uh we have cokie road it's one of our major fairways over there um it encompasses edgecombe and a part of nash county so church street there's part of church street um going down on the back side of south rocky mount uh community center uh metal not meadowbrook but edgemont neighborhood um and what's the other area branch clark um the area that it covers, um, it's actually a very, it's, when I looked on the maps, um, it's one of the poorest wards in this um, city. So it's the poorest ward in the city. Um, and it has some borders that a lot of people are afraid to cross over and afraid to come into the neighborhood. Um, but, you know, me and my family, we've been there. We haven't had any issues. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, then, so then you started the campaign. What were the issues that you were running on? What, what was it that, that you wanted to bring to the community? So I ran on um, data. So I, I just put data, diversity, accountability, transparency, and action. Can you go into each and one of those? so with diversity, given that I came from, coming from Florida, very diverse city, um, realizing that oftentimes here that people are so stuck on diversity being a color but diversity is being a mindset. So being okay to not agree with everything someone else says, but yet still being able to work together. So that's the part of diversity that I wanted to tackle, that we can have different mindsets and still be able to work together for a common goal. Um, accountability. I'm a biggest um, pusher for accountability, especially in my household. If you do something, you own up to it and just say, hey, listen, I did this, this is what happened, let me own up to it, where do we go from here? And a uh, biggest uh, challenge that I see a lot of times is individuals don't want to own up to their mistakes. Instead of just saying, hey, listen, I made a mistake, how can we resolve it? Uh, we tend to push things underneath the rug, try to cover it up, but then that becomes a huge mountain that folks start tripping over. The other issue was transparency. Transparency has been a big topic within city council all over i hear it all on facebook and it's um and folks look at it as a bad word like but transparency is it's almost like when you're in healthcare. it's allowing people to make informed decisions decisions where they know all the risks associated with it so it's not that um you're hiding something but being transparent is you give people the whole picture and let them decide whether or not they want to go along. So being transparent about what we do, and it, it, it takes away the guessing. Like no one has to guess, they know. Um, and then the last one was action, and I felt as though there were a lot of plans, a lot of things that were there, but no one was taking action on it. It was like, okay, yeah, it's a good idea. Oh yeah, let's do this, but there was no action. So it was a plan, but yet the plan had no action. There was no way, how do we get to it? Like what are the action steps? So. That was my thing, so I said data. That was the campaign? <laughs> I like that. No, I like that. Do you still have the website? No, actually, I didn't even I, – I was doing everything on my own um, because my biggest thing was I didn't want to – I wanted to receive help. 
But I realized when I ran, um, the biggest thing that came at me was the attacks. And the biggest attack that I got was, um, I'm not even going to mention names, but that I did not like um, black people. And it kind of throw, threw me to the core. It kind of hurt me to the core. It was like, how can I not like myself? You know, that's saying I don't like my mom, I don't like my dad. And that um, individuals would call into a radio show and say, uh, she's bad for the neighborhood, she's bad for the community. And I think the biggest thing is fear has captivated a lot of the minds of the uh, residents in that area. Afraid to speak out for what they believe in, afraid to speak up um, because they fear retaliation. They fear that they're not, they're gonna be ostr um, ostracized. So as I say, I'm over here in Edgecombe County, but sometimes you feel as though you're there by yourself because I don't think the same way as a lot of individuals do. But it's not necessarily that I don't, is I'm open about it. I'm open about this is how I feel, this is where I'm at. And my biggest thing is I am a big advocate for education, for people making informed decisions and for people understanding their whys. Like, break it down, don't tell me to vote for someone or don't give me who I need to vote for, tell me why. Um, let me let you know what my issues are and how can you address my issues, not these are the things that we're doing and this is how it's gonna be. And so in the area that I'm in, it feels as though it's always been, this is just how we've done it, this is how we've always done it. So therefore, I've came in and kind of disrupted some of that. Um, I've even been told that in this neighborhood, in this area, we choose who runs. We choose who's gonna be our leader. And you don't challenge black leadership. And I was like, well, what if you don't agree with it, you still don't challenge it? And I just couldn't get on with that program. So that was me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, I think I think that's a nice segue into um, uh, some of the things you've discussed about, you know, getting involved in your community, meeting your neighbors, all that. Um, the unity movement. Can you tell us what that is and oh. and, and how, how you got, uh, yeah, how you got involved with it? So... In all actuality, the unity movement was not supposed to be a movement. I just wanted a picture um, because what I found out is that a lot of people, like I had a set of individuals that were of black culture and individuals that were of white culture. However, I couldn't be on one side without the other side getting offended. And so it, I found myself in the middle a lot. And it was just not a comfortable place to be in when two individuals would not talk. Um, so I pretty much, I wanted to do a picture um, called Bridging the Divide, and I wanted to showcase um, the different counties coming together, different races, different people, uh, different educational backgrounds, uh, different financial backgrounds, um, just uh, different age groups. And so I was seeing so much divide amongst, um, there were so many things that were dividing us within the city. and so. I personally wanted to get a snapshot because I wanted to place in, um, in my place of business that I was getting ready to open. I wanted to have something to look at and to remind me of why I'm still here. Why haven't I gotten up, packed my bags, and left? Become a travel nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and go back to making money. <laughs> and so because the biggest thing was, I always say it's, it's so much easier for me to pack up and leave than it has been for me to sit here and stay. But I must understand that a lot of people have done that. 
because of the challenges. So therefore, I would be just another member. So the thing is, folks expect me to do that. But however, I just needed that image to show Crystal, remember why you're here. Don't deter, don't lose focus, don't give up on what your intentions are. Don't give up on what God has placed you here for because this is truly mission. I've always wanted to be a missionary, right? So this was mission work for me. Um, and so that image was supposed to be that. Um, however, I got with two um, other young ladies and they was like, what? You don't know what you have. This is more than this. And I'm like, I just want a picture. That's it. Just want a picture. And so. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, wait, was this a, this was a real picture? It was a real picture. So yeah. what, what was, what was the picture of again? So the picture of, you'll see a, it's about over 50 people in that picture. Um, it's downtown Rocky Mount where the, um, near the event center and mm. the depot center. We took a picture in the middle of the road, crossing over both the tracks. So therefore, it's like we're merging. Gotcha. We're building the bridge, um, you know, over both sides. Um, because our biggest thing we see is Nash and Edgecombe. Yes. So therefore, yeah. we wanted to show like bridging the divide. But it, in the picture, the picture has sparked so many conversation. It has sparked so much that I'm, I'm like, yes, it did what it's supposed to do. Right. Um, and so the movement came from that where everyone was like so what's next so what are we gonna do and i'm like um i don't know like i'm not <laughs> done here but um well you're only a, a, a nurse and a, a volunteer <laughs> right, teacher right. so I, I, sounds I, like you have free time to be I, leading a movement I, I just i'm like okay let's do it um and so the our second event that we had um from that turnout we had a friendsgiving um and so that word has started being circulated throughout mm. the community um where people came together and we sat down that first day and we had dinner because the thing is what brings people together food food brings people together and so that initial meeting we actually just um talked about who we were who am i where are you from you know why are you here what do you do in the community um and so it was pretty much about building relationships and, and who were the people um so we had uh there was uh, my 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 biggest so Steve Cedarberg, um, a lot of times people hear his name and say, oh, my gosh. But if you sit down and talk with them, oh, my gosh, like you will learn so much more. And I understand the passion behind it. Um, Tierra Norwood, um, we had it at the rec room at Station Square. Um, Warren Dottridge, um, his wife was there. Um, Mr. Hans from Diversity is a group on Facebook that actually brings cultural, breaking cultural barriers through the churches. Um, there was a Boy Scout leader there from East Point. Um, Pamela Bynum was there. A bunch of community members, and, and that was um, Tarek Pittman was there, um, and a bunch of folks that could not show up, but they expressed their support. Um, the Historical Edgemont Neighborhood Association was there. And so we got the chance to kind of meet one another and see who's who within our, our community. And the biggest thing is, building relationships if you sit down at the table and have a conversation with somebody you can realize that you have more in common than you have difference even though sometimes our differences shout and scream over our uh our similarities but sitting down having a relationship and you'll understand the whys and when you understand the whys what people say doesn't really it doesn't affect you as much as if you didn't know who they were mm -hmm. um so yeah so, so what's <laughs> what's on the horizon for the unity movement oh man um did was this the first friendsgiving this that year? was the first one and 
we had such a good time that we never got a chance to talk about what's next. Where did so you Where did you meet? At a station square at the rec okay, room. Okay. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, help us decide on what's next to do. Is there <laughs> Is there a social media account? Uh, we just uh, started one. We just started one. Um, and our point is um, having conversations, touching touchy topics that most of the times you can't talk about out in public or else you'll be labeled something. So our goal is to be able to have those conversations um, where people feel safe to express how they feel and their lived experiences and for us to see, you know, see the human in each other. Um, And so we want to be able to have those touchy topics that people have at home behind closed doors. Let's have it as a community. Let's actually talk about it. Let's not yell at one another. Let's talk about it and have some healthy dialogue. And now that we've had that healthy dialogue, where do we go from here? We can't keep talking about it. Like, where do we go from here? We have to make action because we can't continue to dwell on things that have already occurred because it's done. So how do we take what we've learned from what has been done and move forward and make it better? So that's where, you know, our goal is. Gotcha. That's <laughs> great. Um, I want to ask about the nonprofit you're starting, uh, but but I'm curious. <laughs> Uh, who who are your big influences? Because uh, pe- people like you who have uh, endless amounts of energy and, <laughs> and see themselves as you know wanting to be missionaries, uh, you know where where did you where did you get this passion? Um, and it's crazy. I, I would I would have to put it all back on my faith, my faith in Christ. Um, I'm a preacher's kid. Uh, my father, my grandfather. A PK, huh? Yes, I'm a PK. <laughs> and my uh, grandfather was a bishop of organization back home, uh, born and raised Pentecostal. Um, but a lot of my foundation growing up, I, my family was big on community, big on giving back all the time um, to the fact where I'm like, listen, I'm so sick and tired of helping people. But then I find myself always helping. Um, and so, therefore, I get a lot of my energy from my family foundation and how we were raised. Um, and being here, I've never had to look at color so much. And so, therefore, I'm like, this is not normal. Like, I don't want this to be the norm. And so, um, yeah, God has pretty much, he gives me grace. He gives me what I need to keep moving forward because some days I'm like, God, why me? Like, I used to be quiet and shy and, <laughs> like, I didn't talk. My mom did all the talking for me, but now you can't shut me up. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> um, you really can't shut me up. And the one biggest uh, supporter that I would say here in Rocky Mount um, has been Mr. Hans from Diversity, um, Joshua Jones, and um, Mrs. Stephanie Holton. Um, Mrs. Stephanie, fire, I call her firecracker. But she's like a, that mama figure, and she, you know, has given me encouragement. She's kind of like, I'm like, listen, you know, you're white, and she's coming on Edgecombe County side and driving me around the neighborhood. But her passion for Rocky Mount is like, you guys sit down and have a conversation with her, and she encourages me to, you know, speak up, you know, and 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 and, and it's okay. Um, so I would say that, and my kids and wanting better. So going back, number one, God. God, I wouldn't be here without him. That's awesome. Um, okay, so uh, you're starting a nonprofit, is that right, or has it yes. been started? So can you can you just go into all that? <laughs> so the nonprofit um, that I actually had when I was back in Florida started up, then the pandemic hit, um, so it was no walls. And my biggest thing was um, I coined I called it no walls. The name of it is because walls are sometimes put up to kind of keep people out or keep people in. 
And um, within the church, we always say, what does, what would the church look like without walls? Because we come to church, we fellowship in church, but yet everything that is really, we need to affect is outside of the walls. Um, and so even um, in, in my story, in my, um, my development as an adult and the challenges that I face, um, being coming from a, a Christian home, actually, and being, uh, having a kid out of wedlock, and then being a single parent, I was thinking, like, how did I, how did all this stuff happen to me? I was a preacher's kid. Come on, how? Um, but I saw so many challenges along my journey to get to where I am now um, that if I didn't have those support systems, like if there was someone that couldn't help me get over that wall, then I would have been stuck within the walls. And so no walls is just uh, kind of imagery as far as taking down barriers that are keeping people from reaching their potential. And so... Um, as I was here, I was like, let me just bring my organization here. Um, let me start to try to go from there. But even so, realizing that because I was trying to put no walls here, that I had barriers. So the barriers were part of this unity movement. And so therefore, I too have to overcome some barriers by being here. Um, and so therefore, um, no walls is a um, nonprofit organization. Um, our goal is to pretty much um, help with youth advocacy, youth development, and realizing that a lot of things that I see here in this community um, goes back to our youth. Um, and so therefore, assisting our youth with overcoming the barriers that they may be facing to help them become productive citizens um, through like mentoring, um, educational resources, um, health literacy. Um, so presently, I have a building on Pitt Street um, that I have a barrier there. <laughs> it was totally dilapidated, set for probably over 30-something years. Um, so I'm doing some work there, try to do some of it myself. But it's one of the challenges that um, I'm having now. And so looking at my whole nonprofit and the mission behind it, it's, it's I'm going through it. Right, like I'm right. going through it myself. Yeah. And, 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 and overcoming these barriers that I see and, and not allowing things to set up by finding support systems outside of um, – outside of me <laughs> gotcha. um so i want to ask because uh, you know at, at tc media and tc spotlight we try to we try to focus on the positive yeah. um i know you mentioned a little bit about you know what what keeps you here uh but what what are the good things that you see happening um on the flip side awesome. though what what are the biggest things that you wish were happening I know you've covered some of that, but so because I'm so involved and I am in so many meetings, there is so much going on that we don't see um, with our natural eyes that's going on behind the scenes. And I'm excited about what's coming. Um, and so my biggest thing um, that I would like to see more of, see more uh, activities for the youth, even though we, we hear about it, we see it. Um, but within the neighborhood that I'm in, a lot of individuals can't, uh, you know, afford to be a part of that. Or, or, or I'm seeing where our middle class, um, they're mostly affected. But seeing more activities where their youth can come in and engage and actually uh, kind of have some things to do that's local to where we don't have to commute. But I am seeing things change. Um, you're seeing more light being shown. Um, community calendar was the biggest thing. You guys are taking care of that because a lot of times I would miss things because I didn't know what was going on. But um, here the biggest thing is um, I want to see more things for people my age yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we can come and actually gather and enjoy, um, you know, being in fellowship. 
Yeah, no, I think yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't I don't want to pontificate myself, but yeah. uh, I I think having moved back to Rocky Mount a couple years ago, that's one of the biggest things yeah. is uh, there does seem to be that people like to communicate online. They don't necessarily like to communicate face to face, and you can go a long time without meeting some of your neighbors. And um, so everything you've said sounds yes. sounds awesome. I think you know <laughs> things like the Friendsgiving that yeah. would be huge to get together with people from from different areas within the city. It is. You're absolutely right. Like a lot of times I'm going through the community, and someone will say, "Hey, you're Crystal Wims Anderson." I'm like, "Oh, uh, okay." <laughs> I'm like, "Did I do anything wrong?" Did, no, 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 no. You're good. It's all good. And so even though like you know people, but you just know them through a name on Facebook but never do you once get the chance to kind of meet them out mm-hmm. and about. And I would like more of it. Like I, I meet people, I'm like, hey, you're such and such. And they're like, well, how do you know that? And I'm like, you know, we watch everybody right, right, <laughs> behind right. closed doors. But there's never like moments where we all are in the same room and yeah. we can engage, unless we're at a conference. If we're yeah, at a conference exactly, and yeah. learning things, right. <laughs> then I tend to see everyone at the same conferences over and over again. So then you learn that way. But then we never get to know the real you like you outside of your business you outside of the professional arena you outside of this interview (laughs) you know we never get to know the yous um so we always see that individual in their business yeah so is there uh anywhere that people can follow your work or if they want to get involved with the unity movement or the uh uh, the nonprofit? so Yes, yes. Um, actually, you can um, look me up on Facebook. Um, Crystal Wims Anderson, um, community advocate. I'm on there. Reach out. Um, you can email me at nowalls at gmail dot com. Um, I am learning a lot of everything because again, I'm a nurse, and so technology has not been my thing. Um, so I'm working with someone to uh, create a website. Um, that way I can be more out there. Um, so I think my biggest thing is. Um, not knowing what I don't know. And so if you know something that I may need to know, please tag me, please inbox me, because I don't know it all. <laughs> well, uh, well, Crystal, I want to uh, thank you for coming on here. Uh, it sounds like you're doing a lot of amazing things. I, I, I did not, before this interview, know that you were both a nurse and also a volunteer uh, teacher. So that's uh, that's crazy, actually, uh, with all the other things you got going on. Um, but thanks again so much for joining us. Uh, I hope people hear what you have to say and uh, that they take those words of advice and that they get involved with what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.